What is up, everyone? It's Friday. You know what that means? It's another edition of Curveballs and Sure Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma, sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Cops and Dominic. Happy, Merry New Year. Merry Christmas since the last time we talked. Um, I mean, the last talked was literally well, on the on the podcast on oh, the record okay because definitely we don't want people to hear what we were talking about yesterday on the record i mean it was hilarious Hello- no you don't i do no you don't yeah. then you can talk to brendan after the podcast studio audience by the way happy new year's eve to all our listeners studio audience mascot are in the room my uh headset well both headsets have took a shit on me so we're doing this a uh one might say uh, acapella. Oh. Yep, Dominic has just talking into the into the computer, so there might be a lot of feedback, a lot of you know natural noise in the background. That's what everyone comes to love and about this podcast because you just, just never know what you're going to get. Just a disclaimer: uh, my house is infested with barking spiders, so <laughs> if uh, you uh, hear a couple things barking. You know, it's uh, it's just it's a it's a spider, not it's not a spider infantate in infantation. No, <laughs> that's not how you. That's it's. There's a lot of baby spiders, baby infantations. <laughs> okay, we're off to a hot start, Brandon. Let's talk about some sports. Well, let's talk about some sports. We have some sad news. We got to talk about John Madden, legendary Raiders coach, uh, commentator, video game pioneer football personality everything you can think of rolled up into one he passed away on tuesday his all madden documentary on fox just debuted on christmas watched it loved it it was great and he passed away unexpectedly we don't exactly know what happened but uh, for us this hits very close to home because not only is he a he's a raider guy he lives here in the bay area he's a legend and he's just i mean we we saw what happened on tuesday everyone just outpouring of respect and support and what he means to everybody people who may not you know know who he is but didn't exactly get it watched the documentary saw what he meant to so many people dominic uh, obviously we're not young enough to you know live in the glory days of him coaching but being here in the Bay, I think we all kind of understand and felt what he meant to football and everything like that. So your thoughts on the career and legacy of one John Madden? I mean, first of all, it's terrible to see somebody like that who's beloved by, you know, millions of people just unexpectedly pass, you know, um, granted, he could have been going through things, fighting things that we don't know about because, you know, he's been kind of you know, excluded from the world for the last couple of years, at least that I know of, unless you've heard things or seen things. Um, but it's very sad to see him, you know, sadly pass away and everything. Why are you laughing? This is a serious subject studio audience. John Madden. You want to talk about John Madden studio? RIP. There you go. T's and P's. But, um, but no, he, uh, you know, led, you know, he was probably not... How do you say? I'm trying to think of how to say it because it's going to sound weird. I think to Raider fans, he is, it means more of his passing than just your normal run of the mill fan, just because of what he did for the organization and everything like that. Um, You know, football, he made football games. I mean, the video game, he made video football games, video Wagos, Hugar. Football de Americano relevant. 
Beautiful, Dominic. Dominic, when I pass, hopefully you're still alive when I pass because I want you to speak at my funeral because that was just elegant. It's going to be terrible. And actually, if if you were to die tomorrow, I'll just be like, damn, who's going to do the podcast? Hate to <laughs> hate to see it and then drop the mic and walk out. Yeah, exactly. Studio audience. I just like, Tyler, where are you? Can you can you can you do the podcast for me? And then, you know, he'll have we'll have like a two minute like little like, you know, in memoriam and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And then just. All right, moving on on to the next segment. Yep. So, Jod Madden, RIP, T's and P's. I re- retweet, repeat everything uh, Dominic said. I mean, he he's he's a great guy. He, I mean, watch the documentary, Dominic. I assume you haven't watched it, but I would definitely recommend you watch it. it was, it's a great. Okay, okay. What do you want me to watch? This or Spider Man? Come on. I mean, can you watch both? Both? No. Of- well, I mean, you don't you don't have to leave your house to watch this. You can if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch it. I know Fox is probably just running reruns on reruns of this. It's only one or the other. Which one is it? Are you gonna make? Are you gonna tell me to watch a billion dollar movie that I will see in, in my house or on Disney Plus soon? Or I mean, you can't watch Spider Man movies on Disney Plus, Dominic. Why? It's Marvel. It's a whole. It's Sony, it's a whole thing, Dominic. Come on, Sony. Mm-hmm. Come on, do we need to break down the divorced parent relationship that is Spider Man with Sony and Disney? I think we're have, I'm not going to go to Trapdoor to Hell and have them, yeah. Them. I mean, if they, I mean, Trapdoor to Hell, RIP, T's and P's over there, too. You know, if they had the podcast, we could send in a question, they can explain it to us because they are on top of those things. But unfortunately, um, all they do is do points and doinks, and that's coming to an end. That's coming to an end. Oh, because it's uh, got football right. season's almost done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, RIP, RIP to John Madden. Uh, moving on, we have some baseball news to talk about. Uh, technically, this isn't new news, but I just forgot to put this on the script last week. Uh, we talked about Marcotte being the A's new manager. The Mets have a new manager in one buck show Walter. We haven't seen him coach since the Orioles. I believe like five years ago, he's been doing stuff for MLB network, but he is back. He is like, you know, more of an old school type of guy uh, going into that organization, signing Max Scherzer. They got Francisco Lindor. Who knows what's going to, I mean, Javi Baez probably isn't going to be with the team anymore, but uh, the Mets are on the cusp, you know, favorites to win. But they haven't done so quite yet. Dominic, your thoughts on Buck Showalter now being the new manager of the Mets? Well, it's just a good signing for the New York Mets because you know why? That one thing they were lacking was a good, hard-headed, old-school, tough son of a bitch as their manager. And they got it with one man named whoever his name is. I don't give a fuck. I don't know anything about him. I'm just talking out my ass because, you know what? I want to get drunk right now. Brandon, you want to get drunk right now? I mean, not at this very moment, but if we do reconvene around later tonight, then maybe we'll get drunk. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. You are more than welcome to come over to her sister's house where they're going to have Hennessy, tequila, uh, beer. We're bringing champagne. I'm bringing more beer. You're more more than welcome to come over. We're going to be getting Liddy like a titty. I won't be getting Liddy like a titty because I'm going to be driving us home. But if you want to come. You can get Liddy like a titty full free. I mean, I could get Liddy like a titty for free in my own house. You know, don't get a risk of COVIDs. Don't want to get the Omnicrom. 
because you know that's what the people said they said you know stay home you know isolate you know don't go out be don't be a social butterfly don't get bronchitis mm-hmm. which could get confused for omnicrom and it'd be a whole thing and get bronchitis exactly all right let's get to the lockout news still no lockout news hate to see it maybe next week once we get into the new year we'll get some lockout news but uh, that's it for the. Do you have any uh, NBA news you want to talk about? Still COVID running rampant. Uh, Kyrie still hasn't played for the Nets yet, so don't know what's going on with that. Hey, you know what, uh, Brandon? I was thinking about something here. Um, if the NBA postpones like half of their games because of COVID, like what happens to the season? I guess they just push it back, or they just you know cram them all in so everyone's playing back to back to backs now if you were the commissioner which you should be because you're fucking a diehard nba fan yeah love it um oh Lost wait all I, my I, money on christmas because of it well I, I was this fucking lakers the lakers could not beat the nets even though they were down everybody well no. actually and they're at home i was going through just some stupid shit just because i didn't i didn't want this segment to end but on a real note, why did the fucking Heat sign Chambers again? Uh, because they're just like everyone else, and they're dealing with a bunch of fucking COVID issues. Really? But there's nobody better than him. Hey, don't hate on Mario Chalmers, Kansas legend, Miami Heat legend. I mean, a legend is legend's strong. We're probably going to call him a legend. He was there with, with the, the big three winning those championships. The point guard, the unsung hero. Don't hate on Mario Chalmers. Now, now, what happens if they bring Birdman back? Because we know you're such a big oh, Birdman oh, fan. Oh. Is that too much? No, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Fuck Birdman. I ain't gonna never call for him again. Speaking of basketball, I'm just gonna throw this out here because I do not think Johnny Roca sent you the question because we did a little early. I didn't give the heads up. It's okay. Uh, we do have a deadline apparently for this basketball shootout roll the die thing, which will be taking place this weekend. We don't exactly know when. Uh, it's probably going to be either Friday or Saturday when you're listening to this. Maybe we'll post a little announcement beforehand, but um, Dominic's little three-point challenge die roll thing for $100 will be taking place this weekend. Um, if you want to plan it out right now, Dominic, uh, what do you what do oh, you think we should do oh, this? Hang on. The studio artist doesn't know about this because she doesn't listen to our fucking podcast. She doesn't support her soon-to-be husband. I mean, she but, is a, she, but she is the podcast. I know. She, she dictates everything. She basically produces and directs the whole thing, but she doesn't know. So I got to explain to her, which I'll explain to people and explain to everybody else and answer your questions. Studio audience, uh, one of our loyal listeners sent in a question, uh, not a question, but of a challenge that if I can make a three pointer, he'll give me uh, $100. And then so basically I have to roll a die and like one is like, so what happens if you miss? Nothing. I just fucking suck at basketball. Shame. Yep. No, I don't pay him anything. If it's basically if I win, if I make if I if I if I drain it like Drano, fucking Rainmaker style, fucking I get a hundred bucks. If I miss, well, okay. If I'm well, we have to do it on like Facebook Live or Instagram Live, whatever. So basically, twenty people are gonna see me fucking either make it or miss it. Doesn't really, you know. But you know, I twenty people is a really big number. Like five people are gonna see me either make it or miss it. So. Um, you know, that's that that's what's going on. And uh Brandon, what was the uh question again? And when is this taking place? Either today or tomorrow. Because I have 10 days 
from when he sent in the question, which was last Friday. So, yeah. Studio do you have faith in your soon-to-be husband to drain a three? Studio audience, can you get us into Chase Center? Yeah. We need to get into Chase. I can get myself in it. In it. Don't act all fucking cool. You be safe in it. Brandon, what we're going to do? Well, okay. Well, honestly, you know we have to hop the fence to get to Bohannon, right? Or we can just, you know, go to Hayward and you know, go to a park. Or we go to the Duck Pond. But the Duck Pond very windy. I don't think we want to go there. We probably should go more inland to avoid the elements. It's a beautiful day today. I don't know what the weather is like tomorrow, but. Lovely weather. Wind. Yes, SpongeBob. We need J-Row with the weather update. He's, on, he's always on top of the weather for points and doinks. Well, uh, we'll probably do it in a little bit, you know. We don't have to go to our sisters till later, so maybe in a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Um, okay, so that's it for the regular sports portion. Let's get into week 17, but it's not the final week of the season because of the new schedule. We got to week 17 of an NFL preview, otherwise known as. It's time for the New Year's Eve edition of Dominic Speaks. Bum, bum, no Thursday night game. This week, unfortunately, we got a lot of college football going on. Uh, Dominic, would, would, hey, we got the college football playoffs today. We, uh, Dominic, can I get your predictions on who's going to win? Give me your finals. What's your college football final? I'm not going to tell you who the teams are. Alabama. And? Purdue. I don't know. Hmm. No. I'll go with Alabama. Sorry, Mr. X. I know you're not a Cincinnati fan, but you're probably rooting for Cincinnati a little bit. Even though I do want Cincinnati to win, but they're probably not. I'm going to go Alabama and Michigan. Go blue. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Mm. All right, let's get into the NFL. Uh, first off, we got the Raiders. They are traveling to Indy to take on the Colts. Colts red hot. They beat the Cardinals on Christmas last week. The Raiders uh, narrowly beat the Broncos still in the hunt. Uh, have a good shot, I think, if they win out. They have a, I don't know if it's like if they just straight up win out, they can get into the playoffs, but they're in a good position right now, but they have a tough matchup here against the Colts. Currently, the Colts are favored by seven. I think it opened up at eight, so slightly kind of leaning towards the Raiders right now. You know, took a point off, good for them. Uh, um. Can the Raiders get it done, pull off the upset, or are they just going to keep it close, or are they going to get their dicks blown off? I mean, if Amos is going to get the dick blown off, it's Carson Wentz. He's a fucking pussy. Well, Carson Wentz did test positive for the COVID. I don't know exactly, exactly. what. Only pussies test positive. Uh, who's the only person on this podcast who tested positive for COVID? The pussy eater. Anyway, so we don't exactly know what Carson Wentz's status because they have changed the protocols of asymptomatic and testing negative. It's a whole thing. We're not going to get into that, but he vaccinated, uh, you know, yeah, get vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. Dominic. He's like the only person on the sideline wearing a mask because he's not vaccinated. What a bitch. I know. Get your vaccination. People get your booster, get all the, get all the chemicals put in your body so we can get this shit over with. Well, I can't get my booster yet. Cause I still have to wait a little bit longer. Get in my booster on Wednesday. It can be so much fun. Uh, so here we go. Raiders at Colts Colts minus seven. What do you see here, Dominic? I'm going to go with. I, I, I've, I know I said if they didn't beat the Browns, I was never going to pick them again. They did beat the Browns. They went and beat Denver. Barely. And they beat Denver, which was Barely. a shitty game, realistically. Which out of the Raiders, I bet on them to win, and they actually did win. So they pulled through for you, boy. So I'll go with the Raiders to have another shitty game. 
and beat the Colts barely. Oh, you're going to take them to beat them. Okay. That would be a, a plus 245 bet if you were to take the Raiders' money line. Um, How much Car- would I well, win? What? How much would I win? Um, well, if you were bet $100, you'd win $245. Or Ooh. if you bet 10 bucks, you win 245 or $24.5. What if I bet a million? Um, well, that would be two. Would that be two million four hundred and fifty thousand? You're asking me like I fucking know. That's why I'm asking you. I don't know. Don't fucking tell me to do math. Ah, whatever. I mean, my last fucking bear claw. Let's do this shit. I'm not moving my mic either. Okay. Oh, uh, so, I mean, Carson Wentz being out that does hurt the Colts, but I don't know exactly how much they have. Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully, their offensive line gets healthy because they. I mean, they weren't there last week. They still were able to run the ball effectively. Um, I will go. Seven points is a lot, so I'm going to take the Raiders to cover, but I do think the Colts are going to get the win in a, a close game. The Colts want to you know, grind it out, run the ball. Maybe they get up by 10, but I think the Raiders are going to be able to uh, kind of keep it close. Who knows what the status is of Darren Waller. Hopefully he can get back and Derek Carr can air the ball out a little bit more. Then uh, we got a game with no playoff implications because both these teams, I believe, are eliminated or at least on the verge of being eliminated. The New York football giants travel to soldier field to take on the Chicago bears. The bears favored in this one by five and a half. Uh, Nick Foles, big Dick, Nick played last week, uh, got the win against the Seahawks after they, a ballsy two point conversion to uh, take the lead. Dominic, I, I don't know who's starting this game. Honestly, does it even matter? It's the bears and giants. Who gives a shit? I mean, I think to see, I, I think if Fields is, is able to play, you play Fields because that's who you're going to want to be comfortable starting next year. So it does matter who starts because if fucking Dalton's starting, you know, it's not, you know, that's not their long-term, long-term quarterback. You want Fields healthy. You want him out there getting used to the offense, getting fucking reps in. Um Granted, like you said, I don't actually give a shit about the game because they ain't going nowhere, but I still give it to I'll give it to Chicago. I think. Well, no, I'll give it to the Giants. Give it to the Giants. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Bears. Uh the Giants just have not looked that great these last couple. I mean, they defensively they were able to hold the Eagles for like the first three quarters and they just fell apart at the end. Um I'll go with the Bears. I think it's going to be very similar to the Bears Seahawks game last week. It's going to be just two ugly teams duking it out. Total here is 37. I won't be shocked if that goes under, honestly, but I don't know if the weather is in Chicago either, but I'll go with the Bears to cover. Then we got a uh, mismatch, if we've ever seen one. The Tampa Bay Bucks travel to the Meadowlands to take on the New York football Jets. Buccaneers favored by 13. One of the biggest, or well, not even the biggest, because the next game is even bigger. Uh, Thirteen points in favor of the Buccaneers. Dominic, is it even a question that they're going to win? But can they uh, run up that point total? I think so. I think Bucks all the way. Bucks all the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. It's kind of a, a safe option. The Jets, you know, they do okay. They find a way to kind of. Well, I get—I don't know. I need to look at the the numbers, but uh, the Buccaneers are just kind of that team that just always runs up the score, no matter how far ahead they are late in the game. So, uh, two touchdowns—that seems doable against the Jets. Uh, then, 
an even bigger spread here as the Atlanta Falcons take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Bills are favored by 14 and a half. Bills, now they are the uh, leader in the AFC East after beating the Patriots last week. Falcons narrowly beat the Detroit Lions, not the Tigers. So 14 and a half, a lot of points at home. Uh, both teams come off a win. Can the Falcons keep it close or are the Bills going to run away with this? I think the Falcons keep it close. I, I think 14, the Falcons may be kind of terrible this year-ish a little bit, but they're, they still got some weapons on there. Matt Ryan isn't totally fucking washed up. So I, I, I think the Bills will win, but they're not going to, you know, they're not going to cover. Yeah, 14 and a half is a lot, you know, getting – over that 14 points, I think it's kind of the tipping scale for me. If this was like, you know, 12 and a half, even 13 and a half, maybe I'd go with the Bills. But uh, 14 and a half is just it's too many points. I'm going to go with the Falcons as what a cover, but the Bills will will get the win and watch them just blow the brakes off of them. And yeah, <laughs> so anyways, uh, we got an NFC East matchup, which some playoff implications because the Philadelphia Eagles are in the hunt. Don't look now. They're on a, a sneaky little winning streak at the moment. Eagles are favored by four and a half on the road against the Washington football team. These two teams played a couple weeks ago on a Tuesday. Eagles got it done against the football team. Now they get Taylor Heineke back, who did not look very good. I mean, Washington got their dicks blown off on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Is this a similar situation here? Four and a half in favor of the Eagles, Dominic. Yes. Any uh, reasoning behind that? No. Okay. Hashtag analysis. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Eagles as well. Maybe they, they can keep it close towards like a three-point game, but uh, the Eagles, I think, are clicking right now. Yeah, they you know, Miles Sanders is a, a question mark coming into this game, but I do like the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. He's been doing, doing the damn thing. The Washington defense has kind of fell apart these last couple of weeks. They've been able to hold it together without Chase Young, but then now it's it just ain't the same. So I will go with the Eagles the question as I have well. For you is somebody like Sanders, who is probably for the Eagles, probably one of the best players on the team. If you get the job done, do you keep resting him until playoffs? Or do you, as soon as he's healthy to come back, you put that motherfucker back in there? Is there a dog sniffing your laptop? Yes. It kind of sounds like it. Um, well, no, because they're on the outside. You can't take anything for granted. I think if he's healthy, the Eagles have to play him. And even when they do play them, so I don't like to use them all the time and like super effectively by any means, but it's all hands on deck. You're on the outside looking in. You need to play what you got. And it's only two weeks left of the season. Anyways, then uh, maybe the best game on tap in the uh, early window, we get the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Cincinnati to take on Mr. X's Bengals. Uh, both these teams coming off big, big wins. Chiefs over the Steelers, Bengals over the Ravens. Chiefs favored by four and a half points on the road. Dominic, can Mr. X's Bengals do it against the defending AFC champions? I see. I'm kind of torn because I don't want Mr. X to hate me. So that's why I want to go with the Bengals. But Kansas City has been kind of red fucking hot. Um, I think I'll go with Kansas City squeaking out a win. I think Burrow's going to have a great game. 
like like he did fucking last week, of course. Um, but uh, no, in all honesty, I think Kansas City is going to take this. Um, it's just, it's fuck Pat Mahomes. I think Kelsey's coming back. Um, it's going to be a slobber knocker. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch this game. It's probably going to be the one that gets most of my attention, not just for fantasy purposes, because once again, Dominic and I have to face off in fantasy football, even though it doesn't matter. But honestly, if I was out of the playoffs and playing somebody, I'd rather play Dominic or Tyler or Travis. But uh, I would, wish I'd play Travis because he's the only person I've lost to in the trapdoor to curveballs and chair shots universe. But it's okay. I'm not salty whatsoever. Okay, I'm going to beat you this week, and then I'm going to rub it in your fucking face. Okay. Okay, Dominic. Um. Four and a half is is quite a bit for a playoff team, a division leading team right now in the Bengals at home. I do agree with you. I mean, we talked about it last week where I do think the Chiefs are one of my favorites to make the Super Bowl. I, I like how their offense and defense is playing right now. Kelsey will be back. He got activated off the COVID list, whatever, during the week. Um, but four and a half is quite a bit. I think the Bengals can keep it close. It's really just a question mark, I think, of that what the defense will do, I think, on both sides, because I really do like the Chiefs defense. So if they can limit the Bengals while the Bengals defense kind of chokes and can't limit the Chiefs, then the Chiefs will be able to run away with it. But if the Bengals defense can kind of step up, which I mean, I think that's like the big question mark because they were able. I mean, they had their moments against the Ravens last week, but it was the Ravens with Josh Johnson. You you would think maybe you can lock them down a little bit more than that. So um, I'm putting my faith in the Bengals. I don't love it. But uh, just give me the points, and hopefully Joe Burrow and the boys over there can uh, light it up and keep it somewhat close. But I think, yeah, fuck it. Bengals money line. Tag it. Let's go. Who day? Uh, then uh, this is the biggest. I think this is the biggest line on the slate here. The Jacksonville Hagwires traveling up north to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Patriots favored by 16 and a half. Dominic, I know it's I know it's the Jaguars. That's a goddamn lot of points. Yeah, but the Jags, you know, no, no, no offense to Mr. Khan. Please don't uh, buy my podcast and then fucking bury it. Um, but uh, they suck, and it's not entirely the team's fault. You know, that's a whole nother story. But um, I think if Mac Jones has a stellar game, it's doable. So I'll go with the Patriots. I mean, I don't know. I, I leaning towards the Jaguars. I do like the. I mean, six and a half is quite a lot. And the Patriots. I mean, they can blow teams out. I mean, they blew out the Browns a couple, a few weeks ago. But I mean, the, their offense just isn't exactly like clicking. And we've seen. The, I mean, the Jaguars have pulled off big upsets. I mean, they beat what they beat the Bills, and they beat another team. Then they beat the not the Titans. Did they beat the Titans? I don't know. But the drag the Jags have it in them. If they want to show up, they can show up and upset some teams. So I think the Jags are gonna they're gonna show up. They're gonna not win, obviously, but I think they can keep it under that 16 and a half. So give me the Jags. They're gonna keep it close, but uh not win. Uh is it I wouldn't say panic button time, but the Patriots, after being one of the hottest teams in the league, sputtering against the Colts and the Bills, is the you know, is it time to worry in Foxborough? I mean, I think especially if they lose here, definitely push a panic button, but is the shine kind of off the Patriots right now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think uh, it's it has to do with Mac Jones being a rookie quarterback. It's, you know, injuries and COVID and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, if they don't get the job done, I would panic, especially because you went from first to I think that would put them in 
I think third now if they lose, right? I don't know. But um definitely hit that good old panic button when uh if they lose if they lose this week. Staying in the AFC East, we got the hottest team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins Woo! taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans uh, favored by three and a half. They did get the win on Thursday against the 49ers. So both teams coming off wins. Um, Dolphins a little bit of a short week off of Monday. Three and a half in favor of the Titans. Dominic, who are you riding with here? Uh, I'm going to ride with the. Uh, uh, uh. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. I think uh, I think they're just I'm going to ride the hot streak. Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. So you're going to go with the Titans. No, that's not what a Titan sound. How do you know? Have you ever met a Titan? Maybe that's like their rally cry. I remember the Titans. I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think it's going to be fucking ugly, but the Dolphins are going to squeak it out. Field goal last three seconds and win the game. Total here is 39 and a half. So they, the, the sports book thinks it's going to be an ugly game as well i mean I, I do like the over in that i mean 40 points they can do that that's that's nothing uh aj brown will be back we saw what he did against the 49ers last week so I, it probably will be a little bit of a slugfest but um i'll be different i'll take the titans to to win uh three and a half is kind of a lot because i do like i like both these teams honestly so uh i think two will probably you know fucks up and throws an interception or something but uh, I will go with the Titans in this one, but if you want to take the Dolphins' money lines at uh, one plus one forty-four, which is what Dominic's going with, uh, then oh. what? Always, always. Uh, finishing off the last game of the early slate, the Los Angeles Rams travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Rams favored by five and a half on the road here. Uh, Rams barely got it done against the Vikings. Ravens got their. Uh, Cheeks blown out by the Bengals. I, Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's playing. He was a question mark with the ankle still, uh, non-participant. So maybe it's a Tyler Huntley game again, but he has the COVID. I probably should be looking these up to make sure he uh, actually knows if he's playing or not. But uh, does it even matter? Dominic, Rams, Ravens, minus Rams, five and a half. Rams, Rams, Ramity Rams. Fucking Rams are just going to beat the shit out of the Ravens. Rams are top team in football. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the go with the Rams as well. They're just, you know, maybe a step above what the Bengals can do offensively. And we saw what the Bengals were able to do against that Ravens secondary. And I think the Rams are just gonna, you know, take it to the next level. Cooper Cup is gonna 12 catches for 200 yards. He's just gonna go the fuck off. Maybe he breaks the record this week uh, for most receiving yards in a season, which is very doable for Matthew's little Cooper Cup. Then a AFC West battle between the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers coming off a loss against the fucking Houston Texans. I'm a little salty because I had a 16 parlay. I had a lot of chalk. I did have the Lions covered, which they did. But no, I have the Chargers beating the Texans. Oh, they just had to win. They didn't have to cover. They just had to win. And what do they do? They fucking shit the bed. And they lose to the Houston Texans, wasting 90 bucks that I could have won on a little small $10 parlay. But no, they couldn't get it done. So why would they be favored six points at home against the Broncos, Dominic? I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. 
Um, well, I want the Broncos to win because that would just be one less. Okay, if the Raiders win, I want the Broncos to win. If the Raiders lose, I don't really give a fuck. So just going to go with uh, – let's go with Denver. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, Even – I mean, realistically, I know the Chargers are going to win. Hair Bear's going to go fuck it for like 300-plus yards. Fuck it. <coughs> Broncos. Bronchitis. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it, I, her, Hair Bear's going to go for like 300-plus yards. He's going to fucking throw like three touchdowns. Fucking just going to be a fucking absolute monster. And Denver's going to fucking just – basically go in the fetal position because they're trash. Don't know what the quarterback situation is for the Broncos, if that even really makes a difference, but I'm going to do it again. Charlie Brown with the football. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they get it done. They get at least a touchdown advantage over the Broncos. I just don't see the Broncos being able to keep up with the Chargers. I know if we can kind of compare to last week with the Raiders, Chargers I think is a step up, obviously, offensively. So, I think it's going to be a, a similar situation in Los Angeles. Then we get the Houston Texans coming off of their win against the Chargers. Take it on the San Francisco 49ers who lost to the Tennessee Titans last week. They're off a long week off the Sunday night or Thursday night game, but they will not have Jimmy G. He has a finger issue. These goddamn fingies and the quarterbacks. It's been an epidemic this season. Uh, so it looks like Trey Lance is going to get the start, but still the 49ers are favored by 12 and a half at home. If you had to pick up a quarterback, who would you start, Baker Mayfield or Trey Lance? Mayfield going against Pittsburgh. Lance going against uh, whoever you just fucking said. Can't remember. The Texans. Texans. Who would you go with? Well, I'm not biased whatsoever. Uh, Baker against the Steelers. We saw what Baker did last week, throwing all those interceptions. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes lit it up against the Steelers, but that's also Patrick Mahomes. Trey Lance, we don't exactly know what he's going to do against the Texans. Um, I think it's a big running day for both those teams. So I think having the quarterback isn't the ideal situation. But um, when it comes to throwing the ball, because I would assume, you know, you'd be in the league that has much more value when it comes to completions and, you know, throwing touchdowns and rushing yards. Um, I think I would go with Baker just because I think he's going to have more downfield abilities than Trey Lance. That's a a good analysis there. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dominic, if you were, well, I'll save it for the next one. Uh, So 12 and a half in favor of the 49ers with Trey Lance under center. Can they, uh, they get it done? Eh, Yeah, probably most likely the 49ers, the quarterback is their biggest issue, um, but when you got Samuels and Kittle, you're you're kind of you're kind of set. So let's go with the Niners still. If Trey Lance balls out, and the 49ers make it to the playoffs, uh, what do you think happens there? Goodbye, Jimmy G. Okay, okay. I'll go with the Texans to cover. Uh, they're, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, they played well last week, and they were just riddled with COVID which I thought, you know, it's a lock. Chargers are going to get the win, but no, they didn't get the win. But uh, I'll go with the Texans to cover, but I do think the 49ers will to get it done at home. Then we get the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Dallas Cowboys. These two playoff teams go in a complete opposite directions. Who knows? Maybe the Cardinals will fucking lose out to not be in the play. Oh, no, they did 
I think they did clinch, but uh, they are not looking so hot at the moment. They travel to Jerry World. They are uh, underdogs in this one, obviously. Cowboys favored by six points. Uh, coming out party for the Cowboys offense after a couple months of a slump. Just beat the brakes off the Washington football team in the first half. Uh, minus six for the Cowboys. Can they do it again against the Cardinals? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Dak, Dak is doing Dak things. Fucking, fucking Amar, not Amari Cooper. Who's the other guy? CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Fucking just doing CD Lamb things. So, Dominic, I'll ask you. Yes. If you were to have Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow, um, you know, both had fantastic season or 10 fantastic weeks last week, I believe, uh, quarterbacks one and two on the week. Uh, who would you start? Dak going against the Cardinals or Joe Burrow going against? The Chiefs, both, I believe, are over 50-point total, so they expect it to be somewhat of a shootout. Dominic, what, what would you do? I would probably, you know, depending on, you know, depending on, you know, the rest and, of the and, and maybe they have a stack either way, because maybe one of them has T. Higgins and C.D. Lamb, so no matter who you start, you're getting a stack. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I would probably trust the process and go with Dak. Just because I feel like it's more proven. Not to say Joe Burrow isn't reliable, but I mean, it's Dak Prescott, Cowboys going against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have been going on a down, downhill trend. So, you know, they can capitalize on that. Whereas Kansas City has been fucking kicking ass lately, and Joe Burrow, let's, let's be honest, this is like his first full season. You know, he got injured last year. So, like, I'm I'm not fully 100% sold that he can go against a top caliber team like that. So I'll go with Dak. Okay, Dominic. So uh, we're going to scouts honor that. I will start Dak Prescott. You will start Baker Mayfield. Sure. Okay. Uh, so back to the game, back to real football uh, Cowboys minus six over under is 51 and a half. Um, I mean, we're, I, we're both going with Cowboys, right? Yeah. I'm going, I mean, I'm going with the Cowboys. Six is a, l- a little bit, but, I mean, the Cardinals, I don't know what the hell is this happened to them last year, too. They were in a prime position, not exactly for the division, but they just fell off a cliff. They had their own destiny in their hands. And they just lost out. And they like, what is up with this? Is this oh, like sounds a like the Oakland A's. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Kyler Murray, Oakland hmm. A's draft pick. Maybe he should just quit football and be with the A's. Maybe he just brought that curse onto the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe. 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 I mean, at least the A's make the playoffs and Ooh. they choke in the first round. Ooh. So you got to get there first. Get him. You're not going to get him. What? I said get him, and you just stayed quiet. So are you going to go get him? or I, That's what I, I left real quick. I went to go get him. I got him, and now I'm back. Cool. Then a, a, a NFC South matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think Taysom Hill is back after a COVID outbreak that had Ian Book starting against the Dolphins. We saw exactly how that panned out. Uh, it is in the Silver Dome. Uh, the Saints favored by six and a half. Uh, totals at 38. So this one, they see this one as being an, an ugly division matchup. Oof. So, uh, oh, mascot thinks it's going to oh. be an ugly matchup. Oh. Uh, Panthers, Saints, six and a half in favor of New Orleans. Dominic, uh, what do you see? New Orleans here? is trash. So we're going to go with them panthers i mean the panthers are trash too they don't even know who the hell the quarterback is they got 
Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold played last week and he did not do very good. Uh, so after a fantastic start for Sam Darnold, he was a leading rushing touchdown leader and then just fell off a cliff while he got hurt. But um, seven, six and a half is a lot for the Saints. That offense just doesn't blow teams out. But his the Panthers. Saints defense is very good. If this they had a competent offense, this would be a really good playoff team. But uh, I'll be a homer and I'll go with the Saints to uh, to get the the big win over the Panthers. Then we get the Detroit Lions taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by seven and a half. They are at home, but it's the Seahawks against the Lions. An ugly matchup. I, I just don't understand why the Seahawks are such big favorites in this one. After what yeah, they when did last week. Detroit Lions are fucking just top-notch fucking gold standard team of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, but seven and a half, more than a touchdown against the Lions, who have shown they play hard. Like, they might not be playing for anything, but Dan Campbell, they he got those boys just all riled up. I mean, they, they were able to cover last week against the Falcons, and I mean, I would say the Falcons right now are a better team than the Seahawks. Hot, hot take there. A Falcon's better than a Seahawk. Um, I will go. Battle with... the birds. We haven't had too many Battle of the Birds this season, so I'm a little mad. We've only, we've only gotten like the the Seahawks and the, you know, the Cardinals, which we get that twice a year. But I feel like we haven't gotten too many this year. Didn't we get an eagle and a hawk and a and a falcon like last week or two weeks ago? No. No. Anyways, I will go with the Lions. Me too. I'm gonna go with the go with the Lions as well. Do they do they dominate? Do they win? Do they get the win? Get the Seahawks? Yes. Fuck it. Hammer down the Detroit money line plus two ninety. We got this. Uh, then the Minnesota Vikings travel to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Breaking news: Kirk Cousins test positive for COVID. Uh, he is unvaccinated, so he is out for this game. I don't know what the line was originally, but it shot all the way up to thirteen and a half in favor of the Packers. Uh, last time it was a shootout. In Minnesota, Vikings did win, but obviously no Kirk Cousins. Uh, will Aaron Rodgers just stomp on their throats? This is a Sunday night matchup against the Vikings. I mean, let's be honest. Dalvin Cooks can only do so much for this team. The Thielen is hurt. I think Sharp is hurt. Like, I mean, they got Jefferson and Cook. It's not a very, uh, very scary offense so i'll go with green bay yeah um i'll go with green bay as well i know kirk Cousins. well it is i mean it was prime time kirk cousins so maybe that is just automatically he was gonna do shit anyways but i with the packers you know prime time game in lambo i think this is gonna be not like his coming out party by any means but just aaron Rodgers showing like look i'm still here i'm an mvp candidate give me the mvp again i don't care if i got covid toe and all the other shit immunized I'm going to put the beat down on the Vikings. Then Monday night game, final game of week 17, the Cleveland Browns travel to Pittsburgh to take on big Ben and the Steelers, uh, possibly, probably big Ben's last game at Heinz field on Monday night. Browns favored by three and a half Baker Mayfield coming off that terrible game last week, going against the Steelers, both teams, heartbreaking losses. Well, not hard. Well, one team got blown off. Browns probably could have won the Packers, but they didn't. Browns favored by three and a half in this one. Going to go with the Browns. I feel like the the 
pretty much everything of the Steelers hasn't really been a fucking full game put together. They kind of dog shit one, two, three, and then fourth quarter they come out and kind of just be like, oh, look, this is how you play football. I forgot. So I think the Browns, if they can, they can hammer it down in the first three quarters and just hold off enough in the fourth, you can get a win. Yeah, I, I'll go with the Browns as well. Um, and the Steelers, I thought that's what the Steelers were going to do last week, and they just got completely boat raced last week, and it was hard for them to really come back in the fourth. Um, it could happen again, especially maybe with the emotions of Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. That that probably could play a factor as well. But the Browns are fighting for their playoff lives. They're If they won last week, they would have been in first place in the division, but since they lost, they're all the way in last place, so that just shows how tough – uh, how tight the AFC North is at the moment. So uh, I'll go with the Browns to uh, to pull it out. Nick Chubb, he's getting a touchdown this week. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. All right. Then we got all the games next week. Are they all taking place on Sunday, I believe? Yep, all games on Sunday. So it should be fun. So that is it for Dominic's picks. Let's move on over to the fan mail segment, otherwise known as it's time for Mr. X's questions of the week. Boom, bunkity, boom, boom, boom. Yes, no friends uh, this week, but uh, maybe, maybe next year we'll have some friends next week, next, next year, next week, next year. I don't know. Uh, shout out Johnny Roke. It looks like he's in, what is that? He's on a vacation somewhere in, I was at the grapevine. Okay. Shout out Johnny Roke. Have fun. Uh, so, Mr. X, what you got? Mr. X, first of all, Thank you for everything you've done this year and the years past and what you're going to continue to do for this podcast in the future. So thank you. just want to give you a little shout out right there. But he says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Who day all damn day? Exactly. He starts off by saying, Rip to the legend that was John Madden from coach to play-by-play color commentator to being synonymous with one of the greatest video game franchises of all time. Is he the greatest football personality of all time? Yes. Um, yeah, I meant to bring this up, but I would say, you know, just overall football, Mount Rushmore. I mean, I think you got to put him on there. Yes. I, I, mean, I mean, it's like Madden, maybe Lombardi. Um, I mean, I would love to put Al Davis on there just because it's Tom Al Davis, Brady. But yeah, and probably if you have to pull a player, probably Tom Brady, something like that. But yeah, John Madden, maybe the biggest, greatest name and all of NFL football history, just because of all the different things he did and meant to the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, and all the, I mean, he did a lot of things commercial wise that wasn't just for football too. So, I mean, I feel like he, he was a household name without really trying to be a household name, basically. You know what I mean? So yes, I, I, I concur. Um, Are there any NFL teams hanging onto playoff hopes that you can think can turn it around as the season winds down? Good thing you brought that up, Mr. X. I'll bring up the standings at this very moment. Uh, Here's a playoff picture. So let's come on. You can do this, Internet. I'm on AT&T Fiber. I thought this was supposed to be good Internet, Dominic. What the hell is going on here? I I don't give a fuck anymore. Wow. We don't give a fuck anymore. This podcast, we're going to become millionaires with this podcast. We're going to travel the world. And then we're going to start doing boxing matches like like the Paul brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's move on. So the 
NFC. Oh, wait a minute. I am all confused right now. How this? Okay. I'm back in the fuck out. The NFL, I do not know how the hell that even looks like. I'm very confused at the moment. There's like in the bubble, in the hunt. I don't know where any of these things be. I'm just going to go to ESPN. Uh, playoffs. I know this is great radio right here, people. You're, you're terrible. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. So in the AFC, we have the yada, yada, yada. The Miami Dolphins currently have the seven seed. So they are the last team in the playoffs at the moment. On the bubble is the Ravens, Chargers, Raiders, Steelers, Browns, and Broncos. So Chargers got bumped out after losing to the Texans last week. Um, I mean, out of all those teams, I probably would have the most faith in the Chargers, but they're just so hit and miss. I, I It's hard to put like all my faith, but I probably would go with the Chargers. And I mean, as much as I would love the Raiders, I just, I don't trust that defense, honestly. So I'll, I'll go with the Chargers and maybe the Browns, if Baker can like, you know, not be Baker because they have a, a decent defense. They have a good running game. So Chargers and then maybe the Browns. Yeah, if the Raiders beat the Colts, all my faith will be them to get the playoffs. If they lose to the Colts, I'm done. So then, to uh, the, oh yeah, I forgot you got more. Sorry, go ahead. Then the, then the NFC, uh, the Eagles hold that seven spot, and right there on the bubble is the Vikings, Falcons, Saints, and Washington. So the AFC is a little more open. The NFC, um, I mean, nothing really. None of these teams, honestly. I mean, the Saints. I, I mean, I would say the Saints just because I think they have the only playoff caliber defense. The offense, I keep saying, is hot garbage. So, um, I mean, I guess they'll go with the Saints, but honestly, none of these teams really are going to make the playoffs, I don't think. I concur. I think, I think, yeah, that, yeah. No, well, Minnesota, maybe, maybe, but. But, I mean, I, I'm just looking at the game this week with no Kirk Cousins against the, Packing uh, the Packers, almost said the Packineers, <laughs> uh, the Buccaneers and the Packers going to form a super team. But uh, yeah, going against the Packers this week with no QB, that's going to really hurt their chances. And yeah. they'll drop them to seven and nine. I, I would assume that means it kicks out, especially if, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Shout out the Eagles. The Eagles do have the seventh seed in the NFC, so they would be in the playoffs right now. Okay. Okay. Are we done with football? Unless Mr. X has more football questions. No, he's actually going to go to Mr. X's NHL update. Oh, see. Oh, he actually said in your NHL update. No, this is your NHL update, Mr. X. This is your segment. Tampa Bay, Carolina still hold the top spots in their divisions in the East. In the West, St. Louis has knocked at Minnesota out of first place in the Central Division. Las Vegas maintains the lead in the Pacific with my Ducks, Quack Quack, still holding on to the second seed. Quack Quack, motherfucker. Quack, quack, motherfucker. Anyways, that's it for sports. Unless you have anything to add? Mm, no. Quack, quack. All right, on to some wrestling. With all these rumors flying around as to why Tony Storm left WWE, including being burnt out, do you think she possibly felt because she realized she was still focusing on the four horsewomen, horsewomen instead of building up new talent, or maybe she wasn't a fan of some backstage politics that might be occurring? Um, I mean, I, I think it was, she was missing her boo thing in a uh, juice Robinson juice essay, as one might say. Um, and I, I think she just realized that main roster is fucking terrible and that's not what she wants to do. 
yeah, way to cap off uh, 2021 by getting another release, WWE. Obviously, this one's more amicable because she requested her release. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you. I think going to the main roster, I mean, even down in NXT, I still think she never like reached her full potential. Uh, going to the main roster, she had the feud with Charlotte and then she loses. And I think she just kind of saw the writing on the wall that, yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to be doing much here. So might as well try to get out. And I, I mean, yeah, she's she has a little WWE stink on her, but I still think she's fantastic. And I would obviously love AEW to get her, but I think she's going to do fantastic stuff wherever she goes. Yeah, I think uh, let's be honest, she probably will end up in AEW just because I feel like that's the. I mean, hey, let's face it. If they're going to fucking take Mercedes Martina, whatever the fuck her name is, fucking trashity trash woman, they should take Tony Storm. Hey, Mercedes Martinez ain't that bad. I think she's a really good wrestler. Even though, I mean, she's been on Dynamite, like, well, not Dynamite, but she's been on AEW a few times. So there's a relationship there. Ugh, whatever. You just, want me, you just want me a Yim to show up. Fuck yes. If being burnt out is the reason why, couldn't she ask for some time off instead of just asking for her release? That is a good point. I mean, you saw Vince give Sasha like a year, right, or something crazy like that. Um, I mean, I think Tony didn't want to be there. Like you said, she saw the writing on the wall like, hey, if if I'm not going to be a champion within the next year, there's no fucking point of me fucking coming to work every day, working my ass off, getting, putting, basically she's putting Charlotte over who's already fucking over with this fucking crowd. So it's kind of like, all right, peace out. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I always, I thought Tony would be like the next generation. That's not exactly the case. Bianca Belair's doing her thing. Shotzi. I mean, Shotzi's there, but I think she, they're definitely utilizing her more for her character, which that's always kind of been her thing. She's a decent wrestler, but it's definitely like her character and her personality that stands out. So, uh, I mean, and looking at NXT, I mean, the women's division, I mean, I think the women's division is in much better hands than the men's division because you got, you know, Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, um, even like Toxic Attraction. So there's still good talent there, but Tony Storm, we keep, you know, singing her praises. I'm, she, I'm she just going to so say when EO, Dakota, Raquel, maybe Cora all get called up, NXT women's division is done. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Lecture Lopez. I mean, as much as we love following her on Instagram, uh, those matches are just tough to watch. It is not good. She should not be on national television wrestling. Yeah, it's just as soon as, basically for me, as as soon as EO and Dakota leave, to me, the division's done. But, you know, I'll put a couple other people in there to be nice, but fucking, yeah, that's just, you know. And if EO ever does make it to the main roster, which I really hope she does, they fucking better put a strap on her fucking quick because if not, she's going to leave too. But it's almost like the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole situation. Like she's been there for so long. If they had something for her and want to do something with her wife and the done it yet. Cause they're fucking, they don't want to lose basically a key piece in their women's division in NXT and probably just like Tony storm. Oh, yeah, we can call her up and have her work these great matches with these people, but we're not going to put a title on her. It's like, well, why not? She's clearly one of the best. Oh, shut the fuck up, mom. Um, one of the best women wrestlers probably in the world, and you're not going to give her a strap. You, EO, way better than Charlotte. EO, 
my opinion, better than Becky. Now, this was before the pregnancy. I would go Becky over EO, but I would definitely go EO is probably the best rest, best female wrestler in WWE. Yeah, uh, I would love to see uh, if Asuka can get back healthy before WrestleMania and they can have Asuka and EO do their thing. Uh, that would be fantastic. But I, I would assume if EO comes up, she's probably just going to fight for the title because that's what they do with the, the top women. So uh, anything else from old Mr. X? Uncle X? Uncle, Uncle X. Uh, yeah, two more questions, actually. Do you think the Danielson-Hangman feud continues after the first Dynamite on TBS? And if so, how long? Battle of the Belts? Revolution? Um, I think Hangman wins the match under 60 minutes. I don't think we're going to get to the judges. It could go on. We have MJF and CM Punk doing their thing, which I think it's going to be like a pseudo number one contender match. So maybe they, they get a third one out of it. But Revolution is like March. It's kind of late. So I don't think they can get it that far. So I would assume maybe they get like a maybe one more out of it. But um, I I did wonder why they didn't have them on the show. And I think the only logical reason that I would accept is they didn't want any of them test, you know, to get COVID. So they just kept them at home. Because if not, if that wasn't the reason, then I don't know why they didn't like do something on Dynamite this week. Well, you know, it's also AEW. Tony Khan, stupid bitch. So, yeah. Okay. Let's say that. Oh, sorry. Anyways, last but not least, very good, great question to end this podcast in 2021. Which wrestler in any promotion do you see having a breakout 2022? Hook. You fucking take that back, you <laughs> dirty bitch. I swear to God. Um, a breakout 2022. Yes, that's what I said. I don't know how far or what he exactly could do because of the character, but Ty Gundy 27 is going to love this. I do like Danhausen. Danhausen is, oh my God. He's been getting a lot, he's been gaining a lot of traction on the internet. I know he's a comedy character type guy, but. But I mean, if he were to, you know, go on to AEW or yeah, probably not Impact, but if he were, you know, with no ROH, if he can get onto AEW, I think he can get over like Rover and he can have a really good 2022. But if we're going like match wise and, you know, being a top guy, um, I wouldn't be shocked if MJF is the champion going into 2023. Okay. All right. I don't see how. Danhausen is uh gonna have a breakout year, but okay. Hey, Mister X, partner with Danhausen, so don't don't badmouth Danhausen. I'm not badmouthing him. I just you know, you know. Okay, I'll be honest. I don't haven't really seen his work. He's so. very evil. He's very nice and very evil. How can he be nice and evil? Well, you just gotta watch him. I'm gonna have to watch it, and then just, watch, I'll, just like I'll, watch his YouTube vlogs. They're they're hilarious. Okay, I'll report next week. Okay. Um. So let's see. I would probably go with um, Breakout 2022. Well, you, you, you didn't give a female. You need to give a female, too. Um, a female breakout yeah. star? Yes. Mm. I'm going to go Ember Moon shows up at AEW or something, and she like like returns and does like some good shit. Okay. 
or maybe eh, actually I probably would rather have this one. I'd I'll go with the Tegan Knox, whatever her real name is. Hopefully she can stay healthy and not, you know, knock on wood, not get hurt. But I would love to see Tegan Knox have like a full run and do some shit. Okay. Um, let's see. For me, I would do Ooh, this is a good one. Um, Cody Rhodes, of course. You know, he's having a great year. No, I fuck that guy. Um, I'm gonna go with I honestly, honest to God, think that I'm gonna go with either Shotzi, because I think that in 2022 she's gonna turn it up a notch, turn it up to go full gear, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Bob's your uncle. And she's going to win the title and it's going to be the year of Shotzi or I'm going to go with, uh, well, I don't know where this is considered a breakout because she's been a champion before, but I think uh, Taya Valkyrie is going to show up in Mexico or back in impact and just beat the fuck out of people like she used to do. And for the men, I'm going to go with, you know what? I can't really think of any buddy. Random question. What do you see Braun Breaker in 2023? In 2023? Well, a year from now, December 31st, 2022. He's going to be a champion. You already know it. But what champion? NXT? Is he the one to dethrone Roman? If he dethrones Roman, I will fucking never watch WWE again. Okay, there you go, people. If Braun Breaker beats Roman Reigns in the year of our Lord 2022, we will never talk about WWE. Hey, be careful. I, I was right about Mandy. Mandy. Um, I really can't think of anybody off the top of my head for the men. So I think I'll just take the... Any, like, release people like Keith Lee, Killer Cross... That's what I was going to lean towards. Buy it. Um, I'll just take the easy way out and go with Jeff Hardy. Do we see him with Matt and we get like the Hardy boys again? Hardy boys versus the Young Bucks in AEW. Hardy boys versus Red Dragon in AEW. Hardy boys versus Private Party. Hardy boys versus fucking Best Friends. Hardy boys versus the fucking uh, the Santana Ortiz. You can have a bunch of matches. Okay. Okay. Is that uh, it for the questions? That is it for Mr. X's questions. Well, if you'd like to be like Mr. X and send in some questions, uh, slide into the emails, curveballandcs at gmail.com, or you can send in via Twitter and or Instagram, curveballs. Or Facebook like Johnny Roca did. Or on Facebook like Johnny Roca did. So uh, we've had the links of everything in the description. You can click on them. takes it to all the necessary uh sites you want to follow us on so uh let's get into wrestling uh, we already talked about tony storm so i need to talk about that um aew dynamite we have uh the new year's smash show they returned to uh, jacksonville and i know it's their home base but i kind of wish they were somewhere else because watch you know being in jacksonville just reminds me of the pandemic and i'm trying to get out of that out of that mode but uh, they kick off the show with a nice Wholesome uh, introduction. JR gets his entrance on television. Uh, he returned after battling skin cancer. He is back healthy. I uh, love to see just a nice little gesture from AEW and I uh, love to see JR back at the booth. You know, as much as JR, well, for, I mean, first of all, like, 
good for him. Cancer-free, he did it, good job. Like, I'm not taking anything away from that. But as much as I feel in my body, I want him to retire because I feel like he doesn't need to be doing this anymore. It was kind of nice to hear that voice. So, thank you. We had a lot of tag team matches on this show. The first one, FTR, Matt Hardy, and Private Party take on the Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express, and Christian. Uh, The heels get the win here with some miscommunication between Lucha uh, Brothers and Jurassic Express. Uh, Obviously sets up a tag team match with them next week on the TBS show. Uh, So, I mean, the match was fine, but it was more of a storyline driver for the babyfaces. I mean, can't you? Couldn't Luchasaurus and the Lucha Bros communicate? I, I guess not. I mean, I guess they don't speak dinosaur. That's terrible. That that that's that's dinosaurism right there. That's fucked up. Any uh, takeaway from Christian losing, doing the job in this one? I mean, if you had to have them lose, I guess Christian is the best one because you want the tag teams to quote unquote stay strong. But if you were to tell us this, you know, six, whenever he debuted, that Christian's just going to be losing in a opening six man or 10 man. Um, I don't think we would have expected that, especially how strong he was pushed out of the gate. Hey, honestly, I forgot Christian was even there. That's how much fucking I don't hear of him anymore. So good job, Christian. You could have stayed in WWE, just, you know, getting paid on a Legends Cup deal. But nope, you're jobbing out in the opening tag match. Good job. Good job. Then we get uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Uh, defeating uh, Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. Uh, they get some shenanigans. Once again, the heels getting a win. I believe this is like 2.0's first victory on television, at least on Dynamite. So good for them. Uh, the heels winning back-to-back game uh, matches here. Uh, they do an angle where they hit uh, Santana with a ring bell. Everyone's laid out. Jericho makes his return and makes the save. Uh, with his baseball bat and Kingston and Jericho kind of jaw back and forth to each other. So looking like we're setting up a Kingston Jericho feud. I'm not really too for it. Honestly, I feel like it, uh, it's like, why, why do we need that? I, I don't know. Just who, who's, I mean, who's the heel Kingston because he's being a dick. I guess. But I mean, I think it's one of those things that AEW does where there's not like one clear cut. I mean, it's almost like the Kingston Punk thing. People love Kingston. They love Punk. Um, I would say maybe people side with Kingston more than Jericho. It all, I mean, obviously, it all depends on how they frame it. But uh, I'm ex- I mean, just like the War of Words, I would love to see this, especially because if it if it's similar to like Punk and Jericho, not or Punk and Kingston, where they just kind of go back and forth and talk shit, and if it's kind of drawn out over a long period of time i think that could be a, a good stuff and saint tenor t's i guess are gonna be caught in the middle so well well what i was thinking was because you know inner circle but kingston and santana ortiz have the lax connection it's like maybe this is where inner snickle in inner snickle inner circle kind of implodes because maybe santana ortiz side with kingston and they, you know, kind of reform their bond. And then, you know, Jericho's like, wow, you guys are out. And then that kind of just, you know, 2022 is the, the demise of the inner circle or something like that. We're seeing a lot of breakup teases, possibly. Uh, we get MJF cutting a promo backstage or in the locker room uh, telling Wardlow that he is going to be in the TNT 
no more contender match, whatever the fuck it's called. And if Wardlow were to win the title, MJF gets it because of a contract. MJF says he's going to be wrestling a lot more because he wants to go after the AEW world title. And then Wardlow has a squash. Uh, so continuing on with the MJF Wardlow dynamic, um, they kind of hit the fast forward button. We haven't really seen Wardlow wrestle that much, and he's had squash matches, I believe, the last three weeks. So where do you exactly uh, think this is going? Does Wardlow win the title and MJF takes it from him, or does it just how? I think the breakup is imminent, but how do you think the breakup actually happens? Uh, it's probably going to be like a Randy Orton evolution thing where, you know, he's going to go to give him the title. And he doesn't give it to him. He's like, give me the title, and he just fucking just beats the shit out of him like that, and then Next week, a couple weeks later, MGF beats him dirty, gets the title, and he's like, I right, fuck you. And then we never see Wardlow again, probably. Okay. Okay. Uh, then we get Dan Lambert cutting a promo with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, uh, just trashing Cody, talks about Brandy, calling her a stripper name. Uh, Brandy comes out, she gets all uh, heated on that, and uh, they go back and forth. This was an interesting segment because Dan Lambert, obviously he's a heel saying shit. Brandy comes out. She showed good fire. I think it was maybe one of her better performances, but still it's Brandy. People don't like her all that much. Maybe they won her over. And then you got Cody just in the background, not even doing anything to protect his wife. This was a strange, strange segment. I don't know how to exactly feel about it. Cody's cheating on Brandy. Breaking news. Breaking news. Cheating on his newly uh, i don't know i don't know how to explain come on she she just said she just had a kid and a newly birthed wife that that sounded great (laughs) cody's cheating on her with nyla rose and then that's gonna be the storyline and i'm sticking to it okay uh so we're, we're gonna get ethan page and cody uh tonight on rampage haven't seen any spoilers on that but um what do you say on the cody thing i mean he beat sammy um he continues to be a heel he has that stupid t-shirt where it's you know winner or babyface heel and then it checks off winner instead of babyface or heel so i i they're leaning in they're definitely leaning into it this was i don't think this was a master plan all along but um yeah, I, I just don't know what they're doing. I'm hoping they realize it, which I think they do realize it, but I don't mean just because they realize it means he's going to go heal. I think they're just going to acknowledge it. I mean, let's face it. People like Cody to an extent. He, uh, it, it's, how do you say? They like him when it's literally the last option. You know, I feel like the, when Cody first went to the Indies, Impact, New Japan, all that kind of fun shit, ROH. Um, he had a fucking, he was on fire. He was the hottest living thing in professional wrestling. I feel like all that kind of faded away when AEW was created. Um, and people, you know, don't really care for him anymore. Um, it, if he's a heel, I think he would thrive at it when he's trying to be this you know pompous arrogant you know oh i'm not a fucking baby face or he'll a winner it's it just fucking it's terrible and it hurts him more than anything else so just fucking go heal and just live your life yeah um i don't know what they do with this i mean if wardlow 
is going to be the TNT champion to do that thing with MGF. I would assume people are going to cheer Wardlow just because they want to see him kill Cody. So um, I'm holding out. The other thing, when he won the fucking title, the whole like celebration thing. Oh, it fucking bugged the fuck out of me. And that's kind of what I'm going at. It's like, I think he's leaning into all the things that people aren't liking about him. So I'm kind of like, okay, they, they know what they're doing when they're doing all these things. And then Cody uh, like did the video where he was like, uh, he was doing things he's thankful for. And it was like all these just like, you know, big time things, like these arrogant things. I was like, okay, he, I mean, he has to know that he's, you know, doing this, try to get a reaction negatively, but just because he, well, I think he's going to be like a heel but he's not going to be like a cheating heel. He's going to be, you know, like that Kurt, like the Kurt Angle heel. Like he feels like he's the all-American hero, but, you know, he's just so over the top that people hate him. Well, it's working. I hate him. Then we get Jade Cargill defeating Thunder Rosa in the TBS tournament uh, semifinals. We get the return. Uh, I would, I, yeah, the return of Mercedes Martinez. She attacks Thunder Rosa. So maybe they go off and do their own thing, which I am happy with um it was a longer match than what we've seen from jade i don't know if it's probably the longest of her career thus far uh, a lot of you know smoke and mirrors a lot of outside brawling but it was a, a good match if we're you know grading on the jade scale it was okay i mean not her worst work not i, I think she still can do better but setting up ruby soho cargill i think it's safe to say that ruby soho will have the title around her waist okay i mean i'm not completely sold on that i think they have you know two strong contenders even if they want to throw thunder rosa in there i think it was you know you can go either way um on the final so i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if, if jade wins they've really been pushing her strong she hasn't lost yet but if you want to really do something with ruby you know you already have a heel champion in Britt baker give it to a baby face ruby then uh, i'm fine with that as well uh, we get the punk promo. He comes out, just him standing in the middle of the ring, talking, you know, shouts out JR, uh, talks about MJF. Then if MJF, you know, says he's done, that he's done, he's fine with that, but he does want to go after the AEW championship, which is something MJF wants to do as well. So maybe, you know, we're going to have to collide sooner or later because of them both wanting championships. Uh, he threw out the punk pipe bomb line where he says, you know, doesn't matter in the ring, on the microphone, even a commentary, nobody can touch him which I thought that was a fun little callback. Uh, so uh, he also threw out Tim Tebow. Uh, well, what's a bigger waste of con money than Tim Tebow? Was it MJF? I forget exactly what the line was, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic promo from Punk. I think we're definitely seeing him, you know, get his footing, gain his ground, especially on the microphone, you know, on the in the ring. Uh, he's definitely gotten better. He's not, you know, peak 2011 Punk by any means, but in the microphone, he still has it. And I love to see that. I think there's nothing CM Punk can do that will make these people boom besides maybe, maybe. Actually, I don't think there's anything he could do that will make people boom. I'm not going to hold. I mean, Punk is a fantastic heel. Great. Not saying, not saying he's going to do it, but um, maybe in a year or two, he's kind of run his course, kind of done everything. and. There's a hot new thing in town. Maybe he does a heel turn and, you know, one last run as a heel, which, I mean, that's where he made his money, really, in ROH, WWE. Then he goes back to WWE. 
that's the ultimate heel move. Yes. Uh, then in the main event, we get the Undisputed Era. That isn't the Undisputed Era at the moment. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, Bebe. Just lovely sight to see the band back together. Uh, they take on best friends of Chucky T, Trent, and Orange Cassidy. Uh, Undisputed Era gets the win. We get some miscommunication with Kyle O'Reilly kicking Adam Cole. Um, they hit last uh, Chase of the Dragon, Last of the Dragon. I forget exactly what it is, but Red Dragon is Red Dragon. Red Dragon is back. Love to see it. And um, they beat the best friends. Uh, the Young Bucks come out. Uh, so now Ad- after Adam Cole was like very much more in favor of Undisputed Era, giving the un- Young Bucks a stank eye for really no reason. Now he's with the Young Bucks, giving Kyle Rally the stank eye. They had a little promo early in the uh, in the episode where you know Kyle and Adam were trying to air out their grievances without actually talking to NXT, but we all know what they're talking about. So uh, now we got Adam switching sides. Obviously, this is going to lead somewhere with Kenny Omega in the background somewhere. Uh, thoughts on the match and the little angle afterwards and what this means going forward. Do you remember Attitude Era when Matt and Jeff were having issues and the APA were having issues and then it was like Matt and Ron Simmons or Farouk, whatever you want to go with, and versus Matt and Jeff, and then during the match, Matt turned on Ron Simmons, Jeff hit the swanton on him, and they pinned, and they ran out together, fucking being all happy and shit. I feel like that's what's going to happen here. I feel like it's going to be Adam Cole, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega with Red Dragon. During the match, Adam Cole's going to switch on Young Bucks, going to fuck over Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and then they're going to walk out holding their hands up, being all happy and everything. So at the end of the day, it's going to be Elite versus Undisputed Era. Yes. Okay, just, just making sure. You kind of ran through that very quickly. My slow little mind can keep up with all that. Sorry that my IQ level is better than yours. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so next week, first show on TBS, a loaded card. We get uh, men's title, tag team title, TBS title. Um, I think we both agree Hangman's going to win, or what do you see happening there? I don't want to spoil my predictions, so I mean, this is the last show before the show. Then they're gonna have to DM us and get my predictions. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, fine. Dominic doesn't want to spoil it because he doesn't want to be right or wrong. Exactly. Exactly. I ain't yeah. going into 2022 a loser. All right, goddamn it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we do have a WWE pay per view this week, this Saturday, actually instead of Sunday, which um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm okay with with uh, the football. Even well. Maybe I wish it was Sunday because the Sunday night game isn't that great. But uh, we got on the pre-show Cesaro and Ricochet taking on Rich Holland and Sheamus. Uh, do we really care? Not really. Okay. Um, this does have COVID issues surrounding it. I haven't really seen anything like in terms of updates on what's going on. Uh, Seth was out. Big E was out. Becky obviously was out as well for Ross. So they really had to, you know, stitch everything together. Uh so we get the tag team title match with, with Raw, the RK Bro taking on the Street Profits. Uh, what do you see here in this one? I really want RK Bro to win, but I feel like it's about time they lose and go their separate ways. So I'll go with Street Profits. I'll go with RK Bro to win. Uh, I see this hat, you know, blowing up or blowing off at WrestleMania. Maybe we get like something at the Royal Rumble or something like that. So I'm going to go with RK Bro to hold it on. Hold the titles for now. Uh, Drew McIntyre takes on Madcap Moss. I think we both believe Drew McIntyre is just going to kill him. Yep. Then Beck, uh, the Usos take on the New Day, 
for the SmackDown tag titles. Usos are the champions. We've seen this match a thousand times. Should be good, but it's really hard to you know get too too excited for this. I think the new day, King King Xavier Woods, King Woods, adds to his accomplishments. So go with the new day. Um, yeah, I'll go with the new day. As I, I think, I think with the Usos losing, it will affect Roman. And it will make him want to like be a little more grittier. Okay. Okay. Um, then we get Edge taking on the Miz. We had a vow renewal ceremony. Shout out Eric Bischoff jumping ship to WWE. And we get the black goo because apparently we can't do red anymore because it looks like blood. So we do oil on the heels now. Yeah. You know, just make it a lot less uh, eco friendly. Cool. Drop oil. Yep. Uh, I think Edge gets the win. Edge, God bless him. He's been doing good work trying to get this to be like a big deal, but it's still the Miz. Can't get too excited. Yeah, Miz. I like Miz. What are you talking about? So you think that Miz is going to beat Edge? No, but I like the Miz. Okay. Okay. And like Mar- you, yeah, I was going to say you like Maurice more than I think you like it, uh, Miz. Exactly. Uh, okay. Then. We get Becky Lynch taking on Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Let's Championship. Let's go, Liv. Let's go, Liv. Let's go, Liv. I don't know if this match was actually going to take place, but uh, it's on the card. Dominic, are you thinking they actually do pull the trigger with Liv? They need to pull the trigger with Liv, and if Becky Lynch doesn't show up, they should strip her and give it to, to Liv. I think Becky wins. Um, I know. I, I mean, Liv... I know she, you know, has her little following, but she just has not got, gotten over in terms of like the live crowd. And if Becky's going to lose, I think you want to have it mean a lot more. So um, I'll go with Becky to uh, get the win here. Peter. Then, uh, Dominic, what is the main event? Is it the Fatal Four Way for the WWE Championship, or is it Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, really? Okay, I'm, you know, I just got to do the gimmick. Okay, so we got a Fatal Four Way match for the WWE Championship. This might be changed. By the time this happens, I don't know because Seth definitely has tested positive. Uh, Biggie was not there. KO was there. Uh, Lashley was not there. So uh, who knows what the hell's going to go on? Uh, but yes, it is Biggie, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think Biggie. I, I think kind of like what you said about uh, Becky. I think Biggie needs to lose it in a bigger, grander stage. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Bobby wins. Well, I guess Bobby's like a babyface now, so that is kind of weird. Um, maybe they give it to Kevin Owens just for a uh, thank you and for re-signing, so he didn't jump to AEW. I wouldn't be so- shocked if they did that. Um. Because I mean, Biggie hasn't like done too much since winning the championship. I mean, even in this feud, like it's kind of more built around Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins than it is Biggie being the champion. So if they do want to have like their one title change, I I mean, this could be the one. But uh, I I say Biggie just you know escapes with the championship, and maybe we get you know some like a one on one match at uh, Royal Rumble. Then in the main event, Roman Reigns defending his universal championship against Brock Lesnar. Uh, Roman kicks out Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, fantastic sit-down promo uh, last week on SmackDown. Um, So, Roman, Brock, Paul Heyman, who knows what's going to happen with him? Do they? Paul Heyman comes out, 
trying to help Brock ends up fucking him over. Roman takes back his special counsel. It was all a work, all a swerve, brother. And Roman Reign retains the title. Yeah, I'll go with Roman as well. We've already had this match twice. So I, I don't think you can like run it back at rest, uh, Royal Rumble. I assume this we're going to have this match at WrestleMania with maybe Drew McIntyre thrown in for a three-way. So I, yeah, I don't exactly know what we're, and it should be a really fun match. I mean, I think the crowd's going to be, and this one hasn't been affected yet by COVID. I don't believe unless Roman out of a bunch of caution has to sit out because of his leukemia, but who knows? Hopefully this match happens. I'm excited to see. Uh, yeah. So that is day one and, and a good card. I think on the top, not exactly a, you know, stacked card top to bottom, but uh, the, the top matches should, uh, should do well. Should be fun. So what time should I come over? Uh, I don't know. Maybe come over to your house and get bronchitis. I don't have bronchitis. Oh, so it's just COVID and you're lying to me this whole time? No. Congratulations, Dominic. You didn't, I think you maybe coughed one time on the podcast. Thank you. Did I? You caught, yeah, you did have like one coughing attack. Oh. Anyways, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, everyone have a safe and happy new year. Stay away from the Omnicrom. And yeah, anything you'd like to tell the people, Dominic? Uh, if you haven't watched Hawkeye, you should watch it. Great, great show. If uh, you haven't seen Black Widow, great, great movie. And uh, studio audience, do you have anything to say to the people? The last podcast of the year. Good night. Goodbye. Yesterday's too long ago Don't agree with